GarageBand. There's gonna be some stuff you're gonna see that's gonna make it hard to smile in the future. But through whatever you see, through all the rain and the pain, you gotta keep your sense of humor. You gotta be able to smile through all this bullshit. The final RSPN could not be done without you and I both here in these studios to end the decade. You know this, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was the only way to do Big shout outs to J5 and Cornell for yes. holding it down last week in the Christmas episode. But yes. Jeff and I are back here in a nice, quiet, seldom RNT radio studios. It's not pro heat everywhere. Unfortunately, the fun that we had last week swinging the heat banners and the flags all right i understand Cyrus, everybody that Cyrus, wrote in Cyrus told me to put my, my foot in your ass for that episode so i had to come in here i was like man look you and, and i've grown to have love and respect for miami heat right because of you have you i want you to know that i want you to know that like if i, I you know you you know my differences with jimmy butler but like i respect the culture of your team and and the history of miami heat I feel like I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if I did as much before doing this with you. So I would truly I hope that. that there are more people that would share that same sentiment of watching <clears throat> everything that has come within these past yeah. few years of watching me in the heat. I'll say you guys deserve you guys deserve a lot of love this this past decade. So because of last week and the critiques that came from that of me and Cornell, you know, hammering out Kevin Garnett. And his words and his actions, possibly hammering out Paul Pierce, his words, deserving, his actions, deserving. all well-deserving. But according to Cyrus, this was a very heat, pro-heat episode. So I, for the quality Cyrus. of this last Cyrus. RSPN of the year, last RSPN of the decade, let's not talk heat this week. We can like, obviously, you guys have done some cool things this past week, so we could at least get on that. But shout out Tyler Hero, which we'll talk about. But you feel me? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's cool. man. Do you see the name of my of my profile on, on StreamYard this morning? Uh, I'm pretty questionable of what this means. What I did not want to ask it because I was uh, <laughs> reading it in something that the that, audience should not hear. The hyperlink. Yeah, we're not going to say a lot, but the hyperlink is that. I don't know if you noticed, but the, the oh, <laughs> holy shit! It really is. I didn't even realize. So, I just, I just saw it, and I was like, "Yeah, that's what the that's, v, that's what the velo niggas be. That's what the that's what the velo <laughs> niggas be on." But I, I, that's neither here nor there. Nasty niggas. All right, episode sixteen, yeah. RSPN RNC Radio. He is Jeff. Of mm-hmm. course, I am Mark. Mm-hmm. And as we we're coming to you with the last RSPN of the new of 2019, going into the new year of 2020, I feel like we should close it out. Not too much of a decade episode because we already discussed everything between decades week uh, in yeah. June. Shout out to everybody that followed RNC decade in between that time. Uh, but we do have one specific athlete that was, of course, named the AP male athlete of the decade in LeBron James. That's We're a huge honor, by the way. Yeah, there's not too many names yeah, that are up there for AP male athlete of the decade. Yeah, you know, you, we, we we honor, you know, the MVP of the league once a year, you know, defensive player, blah, 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 finals MVP. This is a span of 10 years. You know what I'm saying? So I, that's like, that's the type of award I want. There's been if memorable I, years. There's been memorable years with LeBron James that we are going to discuss in in full length uh, later 
in this episode. Because of that, I'm going to start things very nicely, and, and pretty much because it's New Year's Eve, I'm just gonna have a I'm just gonna have a tiny sip, a tiny sip on air, just in celebration of not only RSPN for 2019 and going into 2020, but LeBron James. Like I said, because it's New Year's Eve. I mean, it's New. I mean, it's New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve. I feel like everybody. No, I, I, I get that, but like you do that every day, nigga. You know what? No, I don't. I don't do it every day. First yeah. of all, and you know what? This is going to be the first week. You know what? If you're listening to right every now, every day, everybody's off. I, I don't feel like is anybody work. I hope that nobody's working tonight. Right? I don't know. I hope not. If you're not working tonight. If you got plans for tonight, if you're listening to RSPN, go ahead. We're going to give you a little bit of a moment, a little bit of a break. I am if you're into that. I'm setting up this break very, uh, uh, it's in a very jealous, not jealous, a very selfish manner because Mm -hmm. this break is specifically for me because I'm going to be grabbing a cup of something to celebrate everything that we're going to be discussing this week. So, as I set this up, Jeff, would you like to discuss? What you had thought of these Christmas Day games that it came from last week? I'd say a little underwhelming. Underwhelming is underwhelming is um. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess they weren't awful. Uh, I for me, it was more. It just I don't know. It it kind of didn't feel like Christmas Day games. <laughs> like it just, it just another week. Was it because of the teams that were playing, or was it more of the games and how they actually ended up playing out? Uh, no, I mean, as far as like you know, Boston getting the the, the Toronto, like I mean, the the games itself were massive games and good games. I think um, I didn't care either way as far as you know, LA versus LA. It, it was it just wasn't it just wasn't as festive as I had anticipated. Like some more festivities. Yeah. The one thing one thing that we discussed last week was was just based off the injuries that had made things a little bit more difficult for the NBA to pull off mm-hmm. some really incredible matchups. On paper, you're looking at them, you're like, whoa, you know, this is yeah, I feel like I feel like full health changes Christmas Day in these certain situations. But it does, it does. We, we didn't get uh, the the Zion or you know, there were some things that were just missing, but I mean I I didn't really it it, it just didn't feel it didn't feel like NBA Christmas Day. Yeah, didn't get Curry, didn't get Clay. The one thing that actually did surprise me a whole lot was the outcome of Houston and Golden State, something that I did yeah. not expect to happen at all. I did not yeah, expect yeah. Milwaukee yeah. And, Se- and Philadelphia to be a huge blowout in the manner that it was. Yeah. Um, so you end up in an area where our battle of Los Angeles ends up being the highlight of the night. And yeah, that, ultimately was. unfortunately for the Los Angeles Lakers and Lakers fans, ended up in bad fashion for uh, Los Angeles as the Clippers get that win. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, it wasn't really, as far as matchups are concerned, like I thought on paper every game was going to be, you know, solid to watch. But, yeah, you know, uh, Clippers, man, I I feel like this is one of those things where me and you, we're not going to be able to properly discuss this quote-unquote battle for L.A. until playoffs. I feel like we keep trying to, like, get them to take it to the next level for us. (laughs) <laughs> so that like we have you know content to like grow on with this shit but like uh, the playoffs for me is like really what i want to see at this point in time well as much I'm, as you see how things are panning out yeah as, as much as as much as ratings has been discussed within these past few months within the past month or two for the nba specifically uh los angeles Lakers and the los angeles clippers have been the two teams that have held uh this down specifically yeah, yeah. and 
I actually like the fact that third in the West right now. Yeah. So you know. still still holding down in the top ten power rankings in between between them. Of course, the Los Angeles Lakers, due to their four game loss uh losing streak, mm-hmm. end up dropping from their second place that they had in the power rankings before. And we'll get to uh, the top ten power rankings from NBA.com in a brief moment. But I did like the fact that Adam Silver has been very adamant in hopping into a lot of these conversations for ratings up front. I know that these things are pretty unfair when you compare them to the NFL because, of course, you're dealing with two different um, sports that have two different audiences that will continue to hold things down for the NFL no matter what happens in their sport or their team, of course. NBA, things happen a little bit differently. But Adam Silver has jumped into that conversation very quickly within the past week. And said he isn't concerned or surprised about ratings declining. His exact quote, I'm not surprised that our ratings are down thus far. I'm not concerned either. In terms of every other key indicator that we look up to, that we look at, that measures the popularity of the league, we're up. We're up in attendance over a record-setting high from last year. Social media engagement remains in the magnitude of 1.6 billion people on a global basis. Our league pass viewership is up. Our merchandising sales are up. The issue then for me is that we're going through a transition in terms of how the NBA is distributed to our fans, particularly our young fans. So that indicates to me uh, a few things. At least he realizes that despite traditional ratings not having the numbers uh, compared to, say, an NFL, there are many different things that boost NBA up compared uh, to the other major sports that we have in this country. And I feel like that is something that is not too big of a jump out to leap out and say. Now, could yeah. things be improved? 100%. Well, yeah. I was truly scared when they started. Um, there was a rumor that was out and stated that the NBA is going to start cracking down on videos, whether they're on YouTube, Twitter. I things remember that was that. Yeah. If they did that, I would have been scared of shit. Yeah, I feel like uh, at a certain point, you have to understand what social media does for you, regardless if it's free, it's free promo. Mm-hmm. You may lose some type of you know percentage on having uh, your footage shown on you know Twitter or whatever the case may be, or people just streaming something straight from you know their their uh, IG story or whatever. But we're, we're talking such a it's it's small. It's free promotion for your brand. Just let be- that shit rock. Yeah, and, and because of that, you've had you've had stars become stars based on you know the type of things and memes that are created throughout certain NBA superstars and NBA athletes, and because of that, you have the area of where the NBA sits as far as appearing a lot more fun than say a lot of the other sports do appear when it comes to discussing them online. Now, does he have a point where it states that we have to start appealing to younger fans? Possibly. I feel like twenty twenty. And on for this next decade is going to be an area where technology is going to advance a whole lot compared to what it was in the 2010s. And with that could come certain areas of improving ways that we can watch basketball. Uh, There are still we're pretty much still in an area where we have to look and base our watching of this sport based on the schedule. So a lot of things are in the evening. A lot of things are at night. There isn't too much of an opportunity to watch things and stream things on demand. Yeah, I, I wish league pass. I wish exactly. So league the league pass thing, right? I wish it was less exclusive. Um, I wish that you and I, no matter where we were in the country, if we wanted to watch the Indiana Pacers play, we could watch the Indiana Pacers play. 
without paying anything drastic mm-hmm. um any giving people that much viewership so I, exactly i feel i feel like know, things I, could, I feel like things could change if they do improve it and maybe yeah. getting better tiers they've trying they've been trying to improve a lot of the league past tiers and make things specifically for your favorite team or if you yeah, want and next cool. amount i mean you can just have like you can just have all heat game well you know i'm sure you what you can see most heat games but say you know you live in you live in Atlanta and your favorite team is Denver Nuggets yeah. And you want every Denver. I know you can purchase a package to where you can get every Denver game, but um, if there was a way we could select whatever we wanted to watch, whatever's on that night, I mean, it would be ideal for just basketball fans, right? Like not just my favorite team is the Heat or my favorite team is the Knicks, you know, like whatever. I just want to watch basketball tonight, regardless of what game is on. Yeah, I feel like NBA's main focus right now is just battling – uh nba reddit truly i mean the the streams that are going on <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> are yeah, very that's very cool. reliable yeah. because there are areas where things get blacked out there are areas where we can't watch games immediately we have to log into our xfinity provider to watch nba tv we got to do this and, and jump through a lot of different things to make sure that we are watching nba specifically at night so within the 2020s we've seen video we've seen content we've seen streaming make its way and improve a whole lot as more streaming applications start coming out for bigger channels the nba i feel like is something a sport specifically that could jump into that very quickly but it's good that adam is hopping into that and, and having that idea that this is going to is going to be one of the things that need to happen to improve viewership and just overall watching of the sport compared to what it is for the nfl i mean the nfl you have specific sundays from noon or one o'clock all the way up until the end you have very dedicated fans very loyal fans despite the fact that the nba has that as well it's just a different uh viewing experience that i'm sure adam wants to improve so that things continue on for them in the uh new decade but as of now the main two teams that are holding things down are the lakers and the clippers He's a he's a very aware leader. So yeah, I feel like you know everything that people have question marks about will get filled in properly because he knows what he's doing. I think he's shown that he should have that type of respect for us to know that he kind of sees trends fairly well and knows how to control the league and properly, you know, make profit off of it. So it it get situated. Now the unfortunate thing for the Los Angeles Lakers, and maybe not for ratings because ratings will continue to come out for the Los Angeles Lakers, is that they have been on a little bit of a losing streak. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were hot, man. Extremely hot, and then yeah, they were hot. a four-game loss ended up burning down the entire timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because of that, before we actually get to this quote, let me actually take this nice New Year's shot. <laughs> Before we get to discussing a little bit of LeBron James, Stan Martin, I will toast to you. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Because I don't have anything. Don't say I'm itching name. like I'm. Oh shit! I almost said his name. Itching like what? Honest James. Honest it. Oh shit! Hold on. Go ahead, pop, pop, pop the bean as well. Man. Let's get crack. Oh, no beans tonight. I hope everybody <laughs> took that crack moment to sip. And celebrate a 2020. But mm. all right, this damn Jameson. All right, shout out Jameson. You owe me. A, you owe you owe me an ad. You owe me an ad. You owe me an ad. 
Mega Mark said, "Pay me." Yeah, you owe me. If Jameson can pay me, shit, I'll be I'll be one hundred percent happy. Would you turn an alcoholic for Jameson? Would I turn what for Jameson? Into an alcoholic? Um, no. You don't have to lie to me on here. We can. What? Yeah. It's a yeah. shot. Jameson, I didn't even Jameson look crazy. Cut the, Jameson cut the check. It's the New Year's, baby. Mm. Maybe if what what happens if it's New Year's every day? Uh, really, New Year's every day? Just saying, nigga. But I you. don't have. Nah, it's not. It's never New Year's every day for me. All right, man. Just making sure, nigga. Making sure you ain't you ain't getting it cracking at eleven a.m. What do I look like? I don't know, Mark. I'm just saying, nigga. I'm trying to protect you, nigga. Talk to me. Like, see, there, there, there's a certain person we have to have this conversation with. <laughs> but not yet. We'll wait. We'll wait. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not gonna be green. I'm not gonna be green. I'm not gonna do it. Let's get the. Let's yeah, get the. Yeah, be bright, bright green, nigga. Let's get a little bit. No, no, he's not on that team. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to let's get the Kakushu trainer. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, after this four game losing streak. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma's trainer got a little bit upset. Wildin'. For one, Kyle Kuzma ended up getting roasted very badly last week for his style, for his choice of hairstyle. And two, because of the four game losing streak, Laker fans in certain situations start looking for a reason as to why people are losing. Of course. Of course. Isn't that crazy? Only, only in LA, man. Only in LA. Only in LA, you you could be trending to be number one coming out your conference. Go on a losing streak, which it, it, it it's gonna happen, right, Mark? I mean, it's gonna happen. You're gonna lose some games at some point. It just is what it is. They were pressing very hard. They were playing very good basketball. It's gonna happen, right? Yeah. And then you lose a few games, and it's like somebody just put a fucking lighter under. You know what I'm saying? Just lit the whole shit on fire. So they start looking for scapegoats. It's now uh, Kyle Kuzma, Kyle yeah. Kuzma. Uh, somebody take Kuzma. Uh, we'll trade Kuzma for Zach Levine. Uh, we'll do da, 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 da. a whole bunch of stuff that's going on in the timeline, right? Because of that, now Kyle Kuzma's trainer ends up getting into it. Actually gets into it with Cam for whichever reason. I think something was said in between that that time. Yeah. Yeah. And with that came a conversation where it looks like Kyle Kuzma's trainer is very aware of what is being said, and now starts reacting. He's sus. Specifically from his Instagram story. Watching Kawhi highlights from yesterday, nobody wants to speak on how sharp his skill set is compared to LeBron's. It's clear who's really in the LAB and who isn't. Let me hear the excuses. I'm on vacation. I got nothing but time. Turn the film on. Somebody was dodging smoke yesterday, and it wasn't Kawhi. And then he even concluded a thing from Kuzma that says call a spade a spade. Um could you could you imagine, right? Like you thinking that some like something that you say is going to affect one of the most decorated incredible athletes of all time. Uh it's just it's just not going it's just not going to work he, in that. He, he he accepts criticism way worse from way more important people. And I mean, has I don't only, wanna... and, has, and has still came up on top. I don't want to say Kyle Kuzma is is not necessarily important but but in the grand scheme of who's trying to talk about lebron james's character as a basketball player he's just got to the league i mean i meant necessarily not important not not specifically oh yeah yeah you're right you're right you're right but i'm just saying like yo like that's some chatty shit man yeah and lebron james is not going to be the one pretty much within a good amount of his career to entertain a lot of these different types of quotes and add a lot more fuel to that fire 
maybe in an area where he was embracing being a heel and you start adding a lot of different things to that in an area where it just did not work out for LeBron James. And he realized that fairly quick. Um, When they asked him about it, he pretty much stated to the reporters that he and Kyle Kuzma had dealt with this conversation privately. This has been handled and uh, there was not much information that came from that afterward. So I'm sure that there may have been conversations that could happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But like, well, he's, he was definitely lying, but but like I respect how he handled it with the with the press because it's kind of like a hey this is it don't ask me about it again type shit boom even if it is bigger than like what he made it seem like we're not gonna know mm-hmm. you and know then, what I mean? like it's just he it's just, just like with Katie and Draymond remember when Katie and Draymond right, happened right. and exactly. they were like yeah we made sure that things were okay and exactly so even if even if things aren't okay it's like well if we're gonna be playing together for the next three four years or somebody gets tra- whatever the case may be at least. They won't look back at this moment. I'm just clearing this up now. You know, I don't care what who who had what to say. Period. That's the end of it. We I talked to Kuzma about it privately. Boom. That's it. Nip in the butt. So that they they don't ask him again next week if fucking Kuzma shoots in there. Like, yeah, and thankfully for Kyle's sake, it was not as bad as Draymond. Of course, he didn't specifically call out any of LeBron James's plans for the next year and scream it out and, and make things completely terrible where reporters are hearing it outside of the locker room and now they're reporting it. A lot of this is just reactions from what had happened within the past week. You have your trainer hyping things up, and now you have to have that conversation with LeBron James, and usually those conversations with LeBron James are pretty short and sweet when it comes to what we hear from the media, and all of that will just be speculations that come from that afterward. But um, how do you feel about the – okay, so the trainer shit, like, I don't even give – like, the trainer shit is fucking, like, that nigga's a cornball. So let's move on. But how do you feel about the Kuzma, like, the actual tweet? Uh, call Spade Spade. I feel yeah. like, you know, it's it's really difficult – because the trainer shit is really silly, right? Like he's nobody. But like the Kuzma, the tweet, the tweet is really more fascinating for me. I mean, tra- if the- it was directed, you know. Yeah, in 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 that area. I mean, people could speculate that and say that it was a shot and say that it wasn't a shot, whatever. But the specific trainer critiques and things that came out once he saw all of that, it's pretty much mm-hmm. from a selfish area. Like, hey, I am the person that is responsible for a lot of the progress of this athlete and because of this four game losing streak, you are tearing literally my work down night after night, after night, after night. So it is selfish. I understand why it's coming out, but it could have been a lot worse where Kyle Kuzma could have completely cut off his trainer and say, Hey, why are you putting out a whole lot of this stuff? This is stuff that I do not agree with. Definitely, You do not need to react and and, and speak on my behalf. Yeah. And on top of that, it's a, it's a difficult area to be an athlete as active online as some others are and i would assume kyle kuzma is probably one of those people that are a little bit more tapped in online than than yeah, other kid, online. yeah we we i mean we'd be forgetting like when these niggas were born yeah because we're so old yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> like these niggas is kids so they be on here bro yeah, all the young athletes are tapped in online checking yeah, their name them. making sure that they're good and and you know some some which athletes, is fine you know that's their decision but yeah, some athletes choose to stay away from that, but when you read that on a on a nightly basis, especially in an area where things are not being celebrated as, yeah, we're 23 and 4, we're not losing for the rest of the month. I can't wait until NBA playoffs. You give them a little bit of adversity, and now it's I want to trade Kyle Kuzma for Zach Levine. All right. <laughs> 
There, I mean, it just becomes an area where you, where you want to react. You know, you know how that, you know how it go, man. Um, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, you don't work in the front office. You don't make these type of decisions. I think all in all, everything will be okay, but it is an, an awkward situation that may... I think everything will be okay, too, to be honest, because Braun is, you can't, it's, I feel like it's going to be super tough to fuck up this situation mm-hmm. uh, that the Lakers are in currently with AD, LeBron, the way that they're playing, the form that they're in, even with the even with dropping the games, um, you know, I feel like, like you said, this shit will blow over. But it was corny, though. It was corny. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody's I don't think anybody should be championing the fact that it actually did happen. Yeah. Understandable that things burst out. But now in Kyle's case, I'm hoping that this doesn't affect anything going forward, because now this is literally a target that is on anything that was said within this past week within the next months of the Los Angeles Lakers, any type of difficult games, any type of things where you're taking bad shots. Because, what I just said, right. He, he turns around, he shoots, you know, three for 13 one night. They're going to be on his ass again. They're going to be on his ass, bro. And, you know, and of course there could this be a, a rift between, <laughs> you, you know, how shit go back. Everything is a story. There's been some weird risks trying to be put up. I saw Bill Simmons discuss some shit about Curry and LeBron James. I'm just like, come on, man. The uh, dynasty, yeah, I, the dynasty's I, over. I saw, I saw that situation. I saw that. I don't know. I don't know, man. Bill Simmons. I, I don't want to just. I don't really want. If we if we start talking about this nigga, then we're gonna. It's gonna go through another Celtics world. We're gonna put this on. I want to give. I want to give props to Boston this week. So we are not gonna give. We have to give props to Boston. You're right. Let's 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 keep it pushing. All right, NBA.com power rankings, the top 10 of this past week. Of course, you can find all these on NBA.com forward slash power rankings. We'll have our top 10 for the week. You have the Toronto Raptors at number 10. Indiana Pacers jump from 11 to number 9. The Utah Jazz jumped a couple of spots up from 13 to number 8 in our top 10 this week. The Philadelphia 76ers stay at number 7. You have the Denver Nuggets moving up a little bit to number 6. Los Angeles Lakers dropped down from number two to number five based on uh, the past few games of the struggles that they have had. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers stay at number four, 23 and 11 in the Western Conference. The Boston Celtics stay at number three, still 22 and eight. And one of the top teams that are within the Eastern Conference, Miami Heat jump up from number five to number two in the East. Uh, well, in the power rankings as well, they end up jumping up to number two in the Eastern Conference as well. But I'm pretty confident that that is going to drop down based on this Washington Wizards game that had happened this past week, and it is literally going on as we record. So yep. I am not expect. Yeah, it's one twenty three to one hundred five. Matthew <laughs> and McRae combined for fifty seven off the bench. So they have dropped down a half game of Boston. Boston is now back number two, and Miami is number three. But twenty four and nine is something amazing. As Miami Heat are number two in the top two power in the top ten power rankings, and the Milwaukee Bucks still number one, twenty nine and five, and of course leading the NBA of all teams. And they're our top team in the league. Crazy out here, man. Yeah, you, you've enjoyed the league this year? Just overall. It, like, if, if I ask you the same question where we were last season at this time. Yeah, I would, I would, let's see. Were, you having, were, you, were you having more fun last year at this point in time watching the league? I know we had, we had Kawhi on, on the Raptors. And Son Whiteside was still on my team, so I'm not sure if. Um... <laughs> Come on, I'm not, 
I don't mean from a heat standpoint. Just just overall. Like, <laughs> this nigga killed his whole season last year because he was like, you know what? Whiteside was on the squad. No, Jeff, I did not. Well, let's see what was going on last around this time last year. Bucks were still number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas Day 2018. I feel yeah, like I, let's look back on that real quick. I feel like Christmas Day 2018. I may have had a little bit more uh, entertainment than I did in 2019. Kyrie Irving was still on the Boston Celtics. Of course, they played on Christmas Day. Let's go back to Christmas Day 2018. Let's see. We had Bucks and Knicks. Oh my God, we have Bucks and Knicks. All right, Bucks slap the Knicks. <laughs> Rockets beat the Thunder. Of course, Westbrook is still on the Thunder. Celtics got in, in, was Paul in George. Celtics got in the Sixers' ass. Celtics beat the Sixers in overtime. Lakers, Lakers beat Warriors. I remember that shit. Lakers beat the Warriors. I remember that. I remember that. By a good bit, too. And you have the dreaded 10-30 game with the Trailblazers and the Jazz. Um, yeah. We spoke about that. Do you remember that? When we were like, why is that, why is that the last game? Uh, I mean, I, I, I feel like we did. And the 10-30 game always gets such disrespect. Yeah. And we did that with Jay. We did that with Skip. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's. I feel like it's about the same. I don't really have too much of an interest in not necessarily burying Christmas Day 2019, but 2018 may have had the better matchups just based on health. And 2019, yeah. you just you you just you just couldn't help these situations. Yeah, I mean, you can't do nothing about it. I mean, you hurt, you hurt. But as far as this year. I feel like these top 10, especially these rankings, are pretty much solidified. Playoffs are going to be highly interesting. Uh, my mm-hmm. team specifically has has impressed me in ways that I did not expect uh, going into 2020. I feel like this has been a season that is going to be enjoyable. Yeah, no, I, I told you before, man, I can't wait for the playoffs, you know. And you know what? I feel like a lot of people share that same sentiment of waiting for the NBA playoffs. But when you're Adam Silver, how do you jump in front of that where you want to make sure that the NBA is being entertaining and more specifically meaningful before the NBA playoffs. I don't even know if Adam could actually jump into that and try and battle that because that is mainly where we are when it comes to the past decade of sports conversation. Everything has been, okay, you won 60-something games. You won 65. You were a better team than last year. Yeah, we got better wins than last year. Who cares? What are you doing in the NBA playoffs? Oh, you so, got two MVPs. Doesn't matter. Didn't win a ring. I, I feel like so, that's been you know, highlighted a whole lot this past decade. You're right. And and I and I think that's we kind of spoke about a few weeks ago with you know midseason tournaments and stretching out things. And I, there's gonna be you gotta find a way to make things matter. <laughs> the regular season matter. Yeah. Right? Because I mean, it matters because you have to win to get to the postseason. But you can, we can, we could, we could have structured a a top eight teams um, in the beginning of our season, and we probably would have been what seventy percent right, eighty percent right, just about. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we probably would have missed a few things here and there, but ultimately, we can kind of figure out who's a playoff team and who's not. If you watch hoops, if you know, you know just a handful of these superstars you can kind of figure it out so uh how can you make this the regular season which is long as fuck important and not just getting to all-star because to me all-star weekend is still kind of like gimmicky and like shenanigans like you know i know it i know it matters uh for these players to be named all-star and this that and the third but it's i told you how i felt about i think it's still you know super like it's just shenanigans and gimmicky and just a weekend off you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the entertainment. Right, right. It was just cool, which is cool. But, like, I'm just saying, 
I still don't look at it like super important. I, I, it's more like cel- cel- like celebrating to me, you know? Yeah, the, the unpredictability that other sports have, I feel like that's a conversation that has been well passed and is not as important as making the regular season matter more in the NBA. And hopefully within this next decade, they'll be able to find some things to make things more fluent and specifically more consistent throughout these next couple of months. That'll be something that I'm sure Adam Silver will consider as homework for this next decade. But um, it's a a conversation that I'm glad is being had before it ends up being too late and people start diving out of the NBA. There's still a really good fan base getting into that, but yeah, right now we're, we're, we're picking, you know, we're nitpicking like the, as far as, I couldn't imagine how angry I would like it doesn't matter how bad or how shitty my team like would end up like cat could get traded or it, it, I can make a joke about it all I want. I'm not going to stop watching the NBA. Yeah. Under like any circumstance, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it, it would take a lot. Um, and that's, that, let's face it. That's any sport, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's, we saw the, the Kaepernick shit, you know, I mean, you can take a knee on it. You can not watch the NFL. The NFL is not going to lose much sleep about it. Lee's going to keep going. Money's going to keep rolling. NBA, same shit. Soccer, baseball, whatever. We didn't see questionable, racist, uh, sexist, wild shit in all sports. And niggas still tuning in on Sunday. Niggas still tuning in. Still tuning in. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if that if that has anything to do with the viewer or you know whatever, but. Still, it's it's sports, and sports are important people, and you're not going to get over that. Now, thankfully, this past decade has been highlighted with an athlete that has risen above a whole lot of bad conversations, uh, death threats, <laughs> jersey burnings, yeah, videos on YouTube of crossfires aimed at his head when he actually returns back to his city. This we has been my goat. One of the most storied years for decades for an athlete of all time. And we're going to get into our favorite games and our favorite moments of LeBron James. Yesterday was his 35th birthday. And as we look back on this past decade for an athlete that has changed a whole lot for this sport specifically, I want to revisit a conversation that we have had on RSPN before. And And the reason that I want to is because there has been more conversation and more fuel to that fire as i heard mark jackson talk about it on last night's game with the los angeles lakers and the dallas mavericks as well that it seems like we're getting a whole lot closer to something that i thought was a possibility when i was maybe 17 18 years old and now that things are a lot more changed and we are now in the 17th year of lebron james things have that probability of happening but we'll revisit that conversation after this commercial break, we're going to get into our perfect plays of the week. Make sure that you are heading over to theperfectplay.co for everything immediate in music, sports, news, and everything related to our culture. Shout out to the Perfect Play team. Make sure you are heading to theperfectplay.co for all of your news relating to this. So we're going to take a quick break. You'll have your perfect plays of the week, and we'll be right back. It is RSPN on RC Radio. We will be back after this.
Luca reminds me. Everybody says Larry Bird, and I guess don't say Larry's. Shut me up, Denny Smith. Comparison. I would compare him more to Magic Johnson. Luca reminds me. Everybody says Larry Bird, and I guess don't say Larry's. Comparison. I would compare him more to Magic Johnson. Back out to James. Beverly all over him. Six seconds remaining. James step back. Knocked out of his hands. Deflected out of bounds. Rubio. And the shot is blocked. Jeremy Grant. The late substitution by Michael Malone of Jeremy Grant for Jamal Murray. Rebound. Simmons backs it out to Embiid. The Heat are going to have to foul. Down by two. Oh, Butler knocked it away. Here's Hero with eight seconds left for three. Yes! Oh, my! All right, we are back. All right, we are back. RC Radio episode 16. He is Jeff. I am Mark. That was a crazy break we just had. It was a little bit of an entertaining break. Yeah, we just sung a bunch of WWE themes. No. Basically, yeah. ones we're making sure we don't get pulled off of YouTube from, thankfully. But no, yeah, yeah. One of them, my favorite Triple H theme. There's been a lot of good Triple H themes, and of course, the game by Mortarhead is the most iconic one. But of course, but my time is like my time is just that godly, just that one tail. As soon as you hear that, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah yeah but it's hard that theme is hard i just remember what was it nah because wrestlemania 2000 had the bootleg you know what it It wasn't even the bootleg it was the early early it was like the higher it's like the first cut yeah yeah yeah, 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 the first cut yeah you know exactly what i'm talking about and it came it out, like a, it came out like october 99 so i'm like man this ain't this ain't my time this is the first cut is the one he had like april or may or something yeah, yeah. you had I, I feel like you had to get no mercy to get like yeah no mercy was the one where yeah. you, you were like man i'm about to face triple h yeah. i'm about to get <laughs> and it was too good on that game yeah, no mercy. If you remember, no mercy. Triple A's that's like oh four. Michael Vick, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. player Jordan. That's trying to think of who else. Bonafide and NBA Street. I love no mercy. I love no mercy, man. That was such a fun game at the time. That, yeah, that is. A th- I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't even know about at the time. I feel like a lot of people still hold video games. Wrestling, no, I still video have games, WrestleMania two thousand yeah. and no mercy. I, I still have- I still have my 64. I have WrestleMania 2000, and I have No Mercy still. Which is fucking crazy because it's a what is it? And they work. They work. It was a 20 year old. Was a 20 year anniversary of WrestleMania 2000. Uh, I wonder. Yeah, no Mercy. No, no Mercy. No Mercy came out. Let me see. No Mercy came out November 17, 2000. 2000. Yeah, and WrestleMania 2000 was like October 1999. I don't remember seeing any 20 year write ups on WrestleMania 2000. I don't know. I think it was pretty important. I think that was right. needed. And now, I mean, it's it's missed. It's missed now. I didn't even get the opportunity to post the commercial. Remember the I mean, commercial with the Rock, and the Rock was walking around saying, "Oh, you stealing yeah. my yeah, you yeah. gimmick infringement." And the shit had the eyebrow. And at the time, oh, nineteen ninety nine, you get the eyebrow down. It's like, God damn, these li- these graphics yeah. crazy. Those games were getting like high ratings, like like No Mercy got like a nine over ten on IGN, which I don't yeah. know at that time, you know. what I mean. 
Good times, man. Good times. Well, that's enough about WrestleMania 2000 and no mercy. Yeah, yeah. We'll discuss. We'll discuss. Uh, and that. Well, actually, how old was LeBron James? Had to be. I want to say a little. I mean, a, a little bit over. A little bit over. He's a lot more older than yeah. me, of course. At that time, so maybe he was playing WrestleMania 2000 and no mercy at a, at a much different state than we were, of course. And you saw him as a freshman in 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 Raw when he was on Raw 2003, but. Mm-hmm. Our focus on the AP male athlete of the decade, being LeBron James, of course, will be his past decade and what he has meant to the NBA. Of course, one of the most storied athletes in the NBA in general, but this decade marked an area where a lot of people that were critiquing LeBron James and what he was going to mean to the NBA when things were all said and done a lot of those conversations were changed in this decade. He ended up becoming a version of himself, a heel specifically, yeah. that he did not expect until he actually saw people threatening his mother, of course, threatening himself, his family, jerseys getting burned in the area where he grew up in Akron, Ohio. Wow, and shit. Things ended up changing a whole lot. And with that, you get everything that has come since then his three nba championships the most amount of playoff wins for an nba athlete ever most playoff games played period a whole lot of the different firsts that he has in the nba he just became the ninth all-time leader in assists joining isaiah thomas chris paul big o oscar robertson magic johnson mark jackson steve nash Jason Kidd and John Stockton, and he is going to be very close to beating Kobe Bryant in number three all-time leading scoring points very soon. And as much as I want to discuss what is going to come with Carmelo and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at a time where LeBron James is just turning 35 years old, let's take a look back at this past decade and just acknowledge everything that has come from LeBron James on the court. We can have many different conversations off court and the things that he has said and has done, uh, not only for himself, but his teammates, friends as well, and specifically for his communities, uh, changing a lot of the perspectives of what an NBA athlete uh, should be involved in around that time. On court, he has arguably his most well, I don't even think it's arguably like these are literally his defining moments. You have all the games he's played from 2003 up until the end of 2009, which the highlights from that come what he made the NBA finals very young, ended up getting swept. Uh, he had an opportunity to have an NBA finals against Kobe Bryant in 2009 where the Orlando Magic yeah. changed that uh, ended up beating a very storied Detroit Pistons. So you have his first MVP as well, 66 Mm -hmm. wins with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So amazing things for LeBron James in his youth. And imagine all of that happening before you actually turn 25 years old. Yeah, yeah. 2010 happens. 2010 happens, and you see he and the Cleveland Cavaliers start to become interested in getting their second shot at facing the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA Finals. Of course, the Los Angeles Lakers end up making it where the Cleveland Cavaliers don't. They lose in the second round to the Boston Celtics. And with that comes the decision, and that starts a huge, huge surge in the NBA as far as having a team to hate. 
and villainize in the Miami Heat. Um, all of that comes to NBA championships, for NBA finals, goes back home to Cleveland after all of that. Uh, does not win in the 2015 NBA Finals, despite there being some small conversation that he should be the NBA Finals MVP, despite losing to the Golden State Warriors in six games. Uh, ends up being the first player of all time to Go. win a Finals MVP, being down 3-1 and bringing his team back to win in the NBA I Finals. Uh, 2017 ends up getting worked in five once Kevin Durant joins the Golden State Warriors, but another conversation for him to win the finals MVP in a loss. And with that has come what we currently have from the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. But the thing that I ask you, and the thing that I, if I were to ask LeBron James, because I don't think there's too much conversation on this as of right now, I know if he were to ask LeBron this, he would more than likely state he doesn't like uh, looking at, his career from this type of perspective, and he's always focused on the now and yeah, I mean, that's, get that's too deep the, in the future. But what are his favorite games of his career? He he definitely wouldn't answer the question. I feel like we're not going to get this until he's retired. Yeah, yeah. Like when we get his uh, his ten part thirty for thirty, uh, that's when we'll probably really get the the, the true answers. I mean, oh, oh sure Sports Center a, um, this next decade when he when he retires, oh, it's gonna be retires, it's over. Yeah, it's, it's gonna over. be days yeah. of coverage. When Bryson retires, is going to be days of coverage. And I want to say, I, I, as, as amazing as LeBron James is, time is fairly undefeated. So I don't think we're here in twenty thirty stating, "Hey, uh, LeBron James, forty five years old." You know? <laughs> no, we won't. You never know. He's gonna have another I mean, year. I mean, I mean, you never say never, but you know, with history on our side, we should be pretty in the clear. On that. I don't even. I don't even think time will be very fair to LeBron James. So as this is going to be the final decade that we have LeBron James in oh, it, so and, crazy say yeah 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 i i it's kind of i don't know it's i don't want to necessarily say it's It's a little sad i don't want to say it's morbid but you start looking at an area like damn i hope hope people start realizing we only have a few years left and we're talking less than four less than five yeah i was i want to say four let's i want to revisit the conversation at 40 i want to revisit the conversation at 40 that's fair how old is Braun right now? He did, what was his, his birthday? Was yesterday? Just turned just turned thirty five years old. Yeah, so we, you know, yeah, I mean, it can be done. I think he could play till forty. Will he want to? That's the real question. I feel like he can keep himself in well enough shape to. Do I think that. he's kept himself in well enough shape throughout his career already to do that. It's just about if he wants to. Now, this past decade doesn't necessarily help too much of that conversation. People have been crit- critical of of. Uh, Vince Carter in somewhat of a green manner, but I, I don't know. I understand where they're coming from. Where you see Vince Carter being able to play at what is it, forty-two years of age, and mm-hmm. he's saying that this is his last season, and you get the critiques of, oh well, when you miss the playoffs for X amount of years, of course you can play until you're forty-two. And I'm like, oh, we don't got to do that to Vince, but no, LeBron mean, James does not have that luxury of having a small amount of games played on him. You have an incredible decade worth of. Regular season matches, regular seasons where he has not missed too many games at all. Literally eight straight NBA finals. And with that has come many different series where they're going at least six or seven games guaranteed. Yeah, like, like long series, stressful series. 
Yeah, and you started jotting down like, okay, which one of these would I be able to ask LeBron and be like, this is definitely one of your favorites, right? Sure. Definitely. Gotta be. Gotta definitely be. the 2011 second round versus Boston. Okay. More specifically, game five. I do not want to necessarily admit that I cried on game five, but but yes, you did. it was it was for good reasoning. It wasn't like oh, it was like was damn drooling, yeah. he's fine. No, nah, no, nah, I was not drooling. I was not drooling <laughs> from so It was it was it was knowing how fucking difficult it is to get over Paul Pierce. And more specifically, get over the Boston Celtics. And seeing that 10-0 run that he has on Game 5, 2011 second round, I will say that is my favorite moment of the decade for uh, LeBron James. Me me personally, just based on the fact that I know he is literally beating the shit out of his demons right now. And you literally see it. If you look at him on YouTube, you will see Dwayne Wade waving his arms in the air, very happy. LeBron James is roaring all the emotion out of his body the clock goes to zero he's dropping down on one knee hugging wade and, and this is the second round of the nba playoffs they haven't even they're just making conference finals but to know that you have just beat a team that has given you nightmares for the past three or four years yeah. it's a, it's amazing that's real that's real man look june 7 2012 game six boston the only thing that you even have to say about that is just remember the face. Everybody remembers the face. LeBron literally abused Boston for 48 minutes straight. And 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 here goes the conversation. Points, 15 boards, five assists. Nigga shot like 19 for 25, or I'm sorry, 19 for 26, 73%. A game six. Come on, man. If we ask him, there's no way. There's no way he'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't remember that. That had to be important for him. Yeah, ab- absolutely not. Like, and imagine. Imagine what happens if that performance doesn't happen. Chris Bosch has even said it specifically himself. If that series ends up being dropped to Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals in 2012, there's no more big three. No more, bro. It's a failed project after two years. And you move on. More than likely becoming the laughing stock of this past decade, seeing that they completely set up a huge party after, was it July 8th, 2010? saying they're winning seven championships and you lose two straight playoffs, it's it's it becomes a scenario where you start looking at, okay, we have to blow this up. Pat Rowley has to start looking at an area where, yeah, we have to blow this up. This is not going to work. And that ends up becoming a huge blemish on LeBron's career. Yeah, Without I, this performance, you don't even have that. Without gosh, a game seven uh, that follows that, you don't even have that. Yeah, that would have been ugly, dude. You already know what it came to that. It would have been slander on top. Of, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I wish more people remember right the slander that came in 08 and 09 for LeBron James. It's hilarious looking at back at it now. But if you were on forums like 08, 09, LeBron is getting slandered day after day after day. Man, I mean, I, I remember, bro, because those were high school days. Thank you. Now, what else, now what else comes from that? You have game six, 2012 ECF, game five, 2011 second round. You can put game one, the 2013 Eastern Conference Finals against Indiana. The Heat Pacers was an amazing series that the Miami Heat ended up clearing out and making their way to face Spurs in the NBA Finals. But Indiana, handled by Roy Hibbert, Paul George, of course, George Hill, a team that was supposed to be big in the Eastern Conference as well. LeBron ends up handling that with a game winner on game one, and it ends up going to a, a very long series. 
a very difficult series going back from Miami at the Indiana. And that ends up something where they were, where they edge out Indiana where they don't make it to the NBA finals. Yeah. I mean, I just want, I want us to, to look back on this when Braun does decide to hang it up and we go, damn, you know, even in the beginning where he can't win or he's not going to win. And then he moves on to Miami and gets slaughtered for it, but wins. And then he goes back to Cleveland, does the unthinkable wins. And as to now in LA, I, you know, Dog, if Braun wins in LA, you know, like I just I can't take any. There won't, there can't be any disrespect. Period. The conversation. Everyone needs to bow down immediately and respect what this man has done. Like, if I'm, per, I'm, I'm not, I'm not LeBron. But if I'm, if I was, I went in LA this year. I'm playing one more year and I'm done, nigga. And you're done. No, I, I would be, I would be highly upset. I'm done. I'd, 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 I'd win. I'd win this year, win this season, play one more season, and then after that, I'm done. I'm going out on top, nigga. As much fuck as the fans. <laughs> fuck the fans. Is that, is that hell of a I'm out. I'm out, man. I feel like LeBron's done fuck the fans, and he's just not, he's just not that guy. It's just I not. I don't think he's that guy publicly. But privately, he's like, fuck the fans? Um, not literally. Not literally. I'm just saying, like, nigga, I'm done. Like, I'm done playing. Like, I've done what I've. I, I've done I'm, everything that I've accomplished. I've done what I came here to do. Now, if he has other, you know, aspirations, you know, scoring titles and or not scoring titles, but you know, uh, points historically and things of that nature, I get it. But nigga, you went in L.A. You went in L.A. I, I give it one more year again to try to repeat, and then depending on how that goes, I'm calling it. Some other games that I have on this list of LeBron's best moments and games of the decade, you have his career high 61 points versus the Hornets in March 2014. Of course, around that time in 2014, ends up being the 27-game win streak by the Miami Heat as well. Uh, dunking on Jason Terry. Mm-hmm. I have the game-tying three. What was this, last year against the Washington Wizards? Where he turned around, shot the three, got it into overtime, oh, and they God. zoomed in on Bradley Beal's yeah. girlfriend. And then her mouth <laughs> wide open. I was like, oh, y'all got to do that. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, that was foul. Um, the game winner versus Golden State in 2014, a very early Golden State where the next year they would end up going to the NBA Finals but 2014 you have the Mark Jackson led Golden State Warriors going up against the Miami Heat and LeBron James hitting a step back three over Andre Iguodala which is one of his more notable game winners uh, in his career. Uh, We stayed at the Eastern Conference Final between Boston and Indiana. Uh, The first round versus the Chicago Bulls was this decade when he was uh, hitting the nene with Danny Green on the side hitting some type of dance move to some Michael Jackson. Nasty times. That ended up with Joakim Noah completely reacting afterward and saying, y'all, y'all fuck with Cleveland like that? Y'all, mm-hmm. y'all like Cleveland? I mean, I wasn't coming on vacation, but, I mean, you know, y'all like Cleveland? And, and that has had a hatred between Joakim Noah and LeBron James uh, since around that time. Maybe that's who Kevin Garnett's talking about when he's talking about players that would not, Act cordial if LeBron James walked into a room. Maybe that's who the, that. Maybe that's who the hell he was talking about. I don't know, man. You know, like niggas be saying anything when they're not around. And, and then when LeBron like, James comes, stature, yeah, somebody of stature walks in, or somebody important, or, or somebody legendary walks in, and you know, you, you become the man that we thought you were. The big TTF smile come out. Suit of LeBron. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Like who like who's approaching that man like disrespectfully in person? And not not even out of fear, just like come on man. 
What else we have? Averaging a triple-double in the 2017 NBA Finals. They lose to the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant um, as they lose oh, in five games, but he averages a triple-double in between that time. Uh, the entire LeBronto series, including a game winner LeBron. against uh, <laughs> the, the Toronto Raptors, one of the last variations of the Toronto Raptors with Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan before they end up getting Kawhi Leonard. Uh, the dunk over John Lucas the third was this decade. Mm. Game one, games one and seven of the 2013 NBA Finals. Now the 2013 NBA Finals end up being the, the finals that they go up against the San Antonio Spurs and win in seven. The one ends up being so incredible, just based on a lot of the Miami Heat's energy going into getting that first game at home. More notable performance for LeBron James. Uh, and highlight ends up being blocking Tiago Splitter at the rim. Tiago Splitter, Damn, shout bro. out to NBA oh, champion Tiago Splitter. What is oh, Tiago Splitter doing Skip right now? Bayless. Skip Bayless used to go crazy over Tiago Splitter. You remember that? Yeah, Skip Bayless used to go crazy. Over uh, he used to fucking love just to get Tiago Splitter, bro. Now game what seven. Right now, that's a really really good question. Yeah, we went, go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna look this up while you while you fill us. He's 34 years old. Tiago's player is 34? 34 years old. Um, he's a dude. You want me to tell you what he's doing right now? It's gonna blow your fucking mind. Really draft. I gotta remember what Tiago. Hold on, it's gonna blow your mind. Let me tell you what he's doing right now. What's he doing? He is a development. He's a developmental coach on the Brooklyn Nets. Oh shit! I didn't even. I didn't even realize. Oh, he, he's so he, he working, man. He getting money, nigga. Okay. He retired February 19, twenty eighteen. Uh, okay. He had a due to a hip injury that had hindered his. Uh, back, he hindered the back end of his career, so he's he's he called it quits. But he's hired by the Nets. He's a he's a pro scout now. So, all right, shout out to Tiago Splitter. Now, Game Seven ends up being very important to me because this is a game that rarely gets discussed at the time where you bring up the 2013 NBA Finals. Everything that comes to the 2013 NBA Finals ends up being in my opinion, the biggest shot in finals history where you have Ray Allen launch it over Tony Parker. It is, it is the biggest shot in finals history, Mark. Now, with that, I feel like the conversation, and I hope this doesn't end up going into the next decade as well, but the conversation with that ends up being as flat as Ray Allen bailed out LeBron James. There is no championship without that shot. And you could look at it from that perspective, but... The Miami Heat could have easily got banged in overtime. Yeah, yeah. Even if Miami Heat still win game six, they could have easily got steamrolled in game seven. And what does that Ray Allen shot become if either of those two scenarios happen, right? Do people remember that Ray Allen shot being amazing? If they get banged in game seven, people are just going to remember that shot happened and the Heat still lost. The San Antonio Spurs, five-time mm-hmm. NBA champions, and that ends up becoming a blip on the map for Ray Allen, but we play the results of the Miami Heat winning the NBA championship in seven games, and you say, okay, the Ray Allen shot uh, helps say LeBron James, but nobody ever discusses what was done with LeBron James in game seven, including an amazing shot with, what was it, twenty uh, between 23 and 27 seconds left, that he shoots a beautiful mid-range to actually clinch the game, and the San Antonio Spurs end up not scoring, and the Miami Heat become NBA champions, but that game, to me, one of the highlights, the bigger highlights of LeBron James' career, because it's a game that 
Nobody wants to like. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, it's it's a game that really gets discussed. Nobody's right. No, but I I understand. You're absolutely right, though. Um, it's it's very important. And outside of that, we have everything that came from Games Five and Game Seven of the 2016 NBA Finals. Uh, in my opinion, I don't think we see anything of that nature again in our lifetime. We probably no. It took what eighty years for 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 a team <laughs> to come back three one. Yeah, so it may our kids may see it, but then again, Maybe. but then again, you never know. Like Maybe, yeah. people in the seventies that watched the NBA and watched Oscar Robertson score a triple double, uh, uh, average a triple double for a season. Triple doubles may not have been as amazing as they are storied in twenty twenty as they were in nineteen seventy, because of course a more a more fairly new statistic around know, that. But, time. Be- but you have you have less odds to come back three one than have a triple. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, absolutely yeah yeah. Especially three one against that team that just won seventy three games. Oh yeah, no, like that is, bro. I, honestly, that moment in itself is out of all the things that he's done. You know, regardless, that moment in itself is legendary. Builds a legend in its own. Yeah. You know, like I, I feel like. When he goes up to accept his Hall of Fame, you know, it's like you talk about that moment winning like that against that team, you know, for your city in that way is just massive. Like, that's the type of shit that builds legends. Like, you can't take you can, nobody can take that away from him. He could not win in L.A. once, you know, and it doesn't matter. First ballot, no disrespect, no nothing, period. You know, just one of the goats, easy, if not the goat. I don't think I don't, it's it's still stunning to watch those last three minutes of that game and no movie. There's not a movie director that could write everything that had happened in between 20 and 20, 2010 and 2016 for yeah. LeBron James, the way that things happened. Mm-hmm. And with that ends up being one of the biggest highlight, if not the biggest highlight for LeBron James as he wins the AP Male Athlete of the Decade, beating out Tom Brady, Usain Bolt, Lionel Messi, and Michael Phelps. All of this done at all the great game. athletes. All great athletes. Yes, all amazing athletes, storied athletes, champions, gold medalists, yeah. all within their different fields. He ends up beating them. In I'd only, I'd only maybe consider putting Tom Brady over, and that's, I mean. Messi is up there. Brady has won so much yeah. in the past ten years. Yeah. So, like, I under, I understand, uh, but LeBron has kind of LeBron is just he's just a different. It's just a different breed of like athlete. You know, he's just done so many things. The three one shit is. I mean, it's it's just so fucking godly, dude. You know, you, you just you just can't you can't do that. Uh, I, that yeah, I truly don't think. Well, I don't, how, I truly how do don't you muster that. that energy? How do you muster that shit up as a as a team? You know, uh, I just think I just think that's just brilliant. And uh, people have to respect it and talk about it more and more and more. And uh, yeah, like like you said, we may not see it again for a very long time. Now, what will come from these next? Let's put let's put five on it and revisit that 40. What will come from these next five years for LeBron James? We are not 100 percent positive. But as of right now, you stated that he is number nine in assists as he earns that on Sunday night against the Dallas Mavericks and currently he sits at 33,347 all-time points which is the fourth largest scoring all-time for an NBA athlete. He has 
a little bit of a ways to go, not too much at all to beat Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is 33,643. I want to say that's, well, that's a little bit less than 300 points. That could more than likely get done by, um, let's say, playoffs. I want to say he can get that done by playoffs. Yeah, it's going to get done. It's going to get done. Karl Malone and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar end up being a little bit further. Karl Malone at 36,928. And, of course, the legendary number of 38,387. The golden number for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as he sits as NBA's all-time scoring leader. Now, per the Associated Press, as they interview LeBron James as being the AP's male athlete of the decade, he discusses with Tim Reynolds if he starts if he ever starts looking at the future and starts looking at his sights for Kareem now do Abdul-Jabbar. And is that his latest goal within the 2020s? LeBron's actual quote, I'd be lying if I said, I don't see it. Obviously I'm not trying to say, okay, well, if I play this amount of time, if I average this, I'm not doing that because I've never done that with my career. I've always just kind of let it happen. Whatever happens happens, but I see it. I do see it. So it's in his head. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, you're he, he going to think about it. Things like this were things that we entertained within the last few years, and we, and, and we would try and think of the best way that he can actually get it done. But if he ends up being area like this with the Los Angeles Lakers, where you are going to be contending very well with a teammate like Anthony Davis and a team of this stature, uh, things like that and conversations like these end up being a lot easier for LeBron James if he ever wants to reach that 38,387. Mark Jackson was very vocal on that on Sunday night where he said he has full faith that LeBron James will be able to get this done. And when things are all said and done, he will be the NBA's all-time scoring leader. Any of his other firsts that come with that, of course, icing on the cake. But LeBron James eventually beating Kareem and being the all-time scoring leader for this league is going to be something that uh, I feel like the entire league, regardless the of your fandom, the most watched game cheering for. Yeah, the most watched game in history, potentially. Imagine if he hits that number in like a playoff game or something. Oh, that's going to – I mean, they're uh, – God, uh, dude. It's, you remember it's, how they stopped the game for Kobe? I feel like they're going to – Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Imagine like if it – I mean, it doesn't matter. It could be a middle-of-the-season game too. It's still going to be highly like tune in. He, LeBron is 15 points away, you know, that type of thing. But if it happens in a playoff game or at, with, with high stakes, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. That's going to be like the most viewed game ever. Now, Tim Reynolds had also brought up everything that has happened for LeBron James within this past decade, of course, starting with – something as infamous as the decision and ending in a scenario that ended up becoming a little bit problematic for LeBron James, where he started using his voice uh, for social matters in China, a situation that was not as uh, celebrated as his vocal opinion on Trayvon Martin, Hillary Clinton, Colin Kaepernick, so on and so forth. His quote on that, I don't live in regret. There's no moment in this last decade that I wish I could have back if the situation was bad or you feel like you could have done better than I learned from it. I'm sure there's a Jay-Z quote on that somewhere that he would have loved to state, but I feel like that is a good mindset for LeBron James that has seen a whole lot for an NBA athlete, has been a martyr in certain situations that a lot of athletes today can be able to start taking their career in their hands 
and start making decisions based for themselves, for their family, for their families, a whole lot better than it was within the previous decade. And with that, uh, I am very proud to see everything that has come from LeBron James. You have the I Promise School, everything that has come from um, building his family, raising his children. We're going to have the conversation very soon of Bronny James being in the NBA. And of course, you have his other son and his daughter as well. Um, but this has been an incredible thing to see. If you were ever a fan that has cheered for LeBron James in any sort of fashion, I feel like this decade is going to be something that you will remember for a very long time. And it's going to be hard to come to the grasp that the 2020s are going to be that much closer to things ending uh, for one of your favorite athletes. So with that, um, I just want to I, I, I don't think there's much else to say outside of this has been. One of, if not the best stories I have ever seen in sports, period. He was the GOAT, straight up. Straight like that. Only blemish on his career is um, producing that 2 change album, that's it. And cheating on his wife. <laughs> and, and what? Huh? And what? <laughs> what the hell did you say? Savannah, it's okay, sweetie. I know you know. You just... We are not promoting any of that type of conversation on this podcast, sir. I I didn't say anything. This is a faithful man, a family man, and these type of things will not be even insinuated on my watch. Ask, ask, uh, ask Terrence about it. He the one who who talk about it openly. Oh, ask oh ask ask, ask push the T. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Let me let me go ahead and ask push the T on that. Ask ask the sucker about sucker information. Some nerve. Isn't, isn't that ten years ago? Isn't that ten years old this year too? That's part of this decade as well. Yes, sir. Decade. Been snitching for ten years. That shit crazy. <laughs> all right, you know what? Oh man, let's get to all around the world before things get hot. Yeah, let's let's do that. All right, tonight, last games of the decade for the NBA. You have seven games that are on tonight. The only thing that is being televised outside of League Pass is the Denver Nuggets going into Houston, up against the Houston Rockets, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, of course, on NBA TV. You have the first games of 2020 happening tomorrow night. Only four games are going to be on. The only televised game will be the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden facing the Portland Trail Blazers. Keep an eye on that because that will be Carmelo Anthony's first return to Madison Square Garden since everything went down and he has joined the Portland Trail Blazers, of course. So anybody with NBA TV, you will want to make sure that you are well tuned into that. Thursday night, we have nine games in the NBA. The only televised games that we'll have on NBA TV will be the Miami Heat and the American Airlines Arena against the Toronto Raptors and the Los Angeles Clippers going up against the Detroit Pistons. So you will have Heat Raptors at 730, followed by the Clippers and the Detroit Pistons. Heat Raptors me. On at 1030 as well. Friday night. Six games will be on for you, and we start heading more into the televised area once again. So we are on Friday night on ESPN. The Houston Rockets going up against the Philadelphia 76ers in Houston at 8 o'clock, followed by the Los Angeles Lakers 
at home stable center going up against the new orleans pelicans at 10 30 on espn as well so expect all of those los angeles lakers that were initially traded to new orleans to have some type of nice game as they head back to los angeles on friday night uh saturday night you have 11 games the most games for the past week or for the next week in the nba all of these will be league pass nothing on nba tv Nothing on ESPN, of course, uh, but you will have some nice games that are going on on Saturday night as well. You have the Milwaukee Bucks going up against San Antonio Spurs. You have the Chicago Bulls and the Boston Celtics, uh, the Orlando Magic and the Utah Jazz, and you have the Brooklyn Nets going up against the Toronto Raptors as well. Sunday night to end out the week, you have five games on throughout the day. The Los Angeles Clippers are in Staples going up against the New York Knicks. Miami Heat going up against the Portland Trailblazers at the American Airlines Arena and the Los Angeles Lakers at 10 o'clock going up against the Detroit Pistons. But that is your week in the NBA. Good times. It's going to be very exciting. And with that, I feel like we are going to have some nice conversations, it's going to be all-star conversation soon. Mm-hmm. I'm very ready for that. Yeah, it's going to be exciting, man. I'm truthfully ready for another shot of Jameson because this clock is getting much and much closer to the end of 2019. I am ready for this next decade. I am ready for this next year. I'm ready to be 30. That I am not ready for. I have another year for that to happen so I can kick back. But 29 is going to happen in a few weeks, which should be, which should be exciting. Whatever, nigga. Use whatever my birthday name? Yes, I did, nigga, because I'm turning 30. Millsy's turning 30. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought I forgot. Well, there's a couple of RNC. There's a couple of RNC brethren yeah. that's turning thirty this year. This is getting old, man. It's a nineteen ninety. I mean, it's it's ninety babies time to show out, man. I mean, uh, it it is what it is, man. Uh, nineteen ninety, February first. Uh, this decade has been interesting. My twenties were interesting. Good times, fun times. Uh, met a lot of dope women. Not one fronted. Uh, met a lot of cool niggas. Met a lot of dope people, did a lot of dope things. Um, so yeah, I'm ready for this next decade, man. 2020, it's gonna be amazing. Uh, another season of RSPN is gonna be coming. We got a lot. Of, I mean, you know, RNC is is the platform going into the new year. Um, so of course we're gonna keep doing what we're doing. But regardless, it's like our content is amazing because sports keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. The athletes getting better. The storylines keep getting better. So. We'll be here to talk about it always. And Liv Morgan actually just came out on Raw, so now I'm completely stunned. All right, we got to go. Yeah, we got to wrap this up. Sorry, everybody. Uh, we hope you have an amazing new year. Thank you for sticking with us in this uh, in, the, in this past year. You're going to have many more laughs in 2020 as the NBA playoffs come. Uh, Liv Morgan is walking a little bit closer down to the ring, so we are trying to uh, wrap up the mics and cut off the lights as we are trying to rush over to our cars real quick. Uh, uh, we love all of you. Make sure you are tuned into at RNC Radio Live on Twitter for everything on the mm-hmm. Twitter, all of our playlists, all of our podcasts. Make sure you follow yeah. us to RNC Radio on Instagram as well. Happy New Year. We love every single one of you. Uh, make sure you tune in next week for the first episode of 2020 for RPN. With that, he is Jeff. I am Mark, and we are out. See you later. Live Morgan, nigga.